Welcome to Sorry I'm Asian, a tongue-in-cheek podcast about politics, being Asian, video games, board games, and anything geeky and nerdy. I'm Barnabas, and I'm podcasting from Wellington, New Zealand. This episode will start off with my new political segment, Modern Machiavelli, where I shine a spotlight on recent events that would make Machiavelli proud. But first, a quick background explanation on who was Niccolo Machiavelli. Machiavelli was a 16th century diplomat and famous for his treatise, The Prince, where he wrote about how a prince or leader should govern. The general concepts of the book revolve around how a leader should acquire and hold on to power using a variety of methods, many of which we would consider unethical. For example, he advises that leaders should be feared rather than loved, and that a prince should give the appearance of being virtuous, but be able to lie if required. In the prince, moral flexibility to gain and retain power is an important trait for a leader. So influential was this work that even today, we still use the word Machiavellian with a negative connotation. In today's episode of Modern Machiavelli, we're looking at Donald Trump's insults to NATO at a televised breakfast. At the televised breakfast, Donald Trump took to insulting the NATO Secretary General, Jens Stoltenberg, to his face in front of the cameras, saying Germany, one of the core members of NATO, is being controlled by Russia. Fun fact, Jens Stoltenberg is in fact a former Norwegian Prime Minister and was a strong proponent of NATO cooperation when he was Prime Minister. Of course, Jens Stoltenberg tried to rebuttal Trump's argument politely, but Trump was having none of that, going on the offensive and berating the Secretary General. Classic Trump tactic, insulting someone at a breakfast sit-down so they can't escape shaking up the so-called fake NATO and threatening them. To his followers, this is their tough president acting tough. Great job, Donnie, on cutting them down to size and using the media effectively. Oh yeah. Modern Machiavelli gives this shock and awe maneuver two political beheadings. Based on today's events, this is the coming of the storm the start of a really bad Tom Clancy novel. We have NATO allies frustrated. We have the US president praising dictators more than he praises his own Senate and Congress. And Donald Trump has responded to China's tariffs by doubling down, pushing for even more tariffs, continuing the trade war. German Chancellor Angela Merkel responded to Donald Trump's blatant insults and taunts by stating, I wanted to say that, because of current events, I have witnessed this myself, that a part of Germany was controlled by the Soviet Union, and I am very happy that we are today unified in freedom as a Federal Republic of Germany. Ooh, German burn! Many people have recognized the irony that German Chancellor Angela Merkel, who grew up in the communist German Democratic Republic, 
under Soviet control, is now leading the free world. Germany, the country that brought us Adolf Hitler, Nazis, World War I, and World War II. History is deliciously ironic. In other U.S. news, the U.S. courts have ruled that the government must reunite the children separated at the border from their parents, but new reports have shown the tragedy of the situation. One, some children have been separated for so long they are unable to recognize their very own parents. Two, children that are very young, some only one year old, have appeared in court. Obviously, they have no idea what is happening. Three, the government has been unable to reunite some of the parents with their children as there is no documentation. And four, some parents have had to pay for their children's plane tickets to be reunited. So extra bonus Machiavelli points for being cruel to children and families. In local news, Wellington had a special visitor to our harbour last week. There was originally fireworks to celebrate Matariki, or the Maori New Year. However, a whale ended up in the harbour. Due to the whale's presence, it was decided to postpone the fireworks so as not to scare the whale. That's a pretty auspicious start to the New Year. Of course, being Chinese, I kind of wonder why we didn't just go ahead with the fireworks and use the fireworks to help cook the whale in the harbour, and have whale barbecue. I mean, it's big, it's full of yummy blubber, and it can feed lots of people. Nom 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 nom. It is a Chinese tradition to have fish and seafood during the Chinese New Year. And, according to Tiara, the Encyclopedia of New Zealand, historically, whaling and whales have an important part in Maori tradition. Although there is debate as to whether Maori hunted whales, it is clear they regarded stranded whales as a valuable source of meat and used whale teeth and bones for ornaments. When Europeans came, Maori men were eager recruits for whaling ships as replacements for crew who had deserted. Whaling was exciting and an opportunity to see the world. I'm just saying that there is precedent for eating whale, okay? And yes, I know you can't actually cook it with fireworks. I asked two of my colleagues if I'm a bad person for wanting to cook and eat the whale. They told me yes. Well, no whale sushi for them then. On a more personal note, on Friday, my work had some diversity and ethics training. so. I thought it would be a good idea to talk about political correctness. I mean, anything you say could get you in trouble. You know what my solution to this problem is? Just be equally insulting to everyone. Here are some examples on how to insult people you know while avoiding the racist label. Number 1. Tailor your insult to match the geographical location rather than the race. I have a colleague in Texas Houston who is a Texas Mexican, also known as a Texican. Sure, I could be lazy and say he is a stereotypical lazy Mexican. 
that would be racist. But if I call him a lazy person who spends way too much time eating pork ribs, practicing with the lasso, and starting romantic relationships with Texas Cadillacs and farm animals, it's not racism. I'm just being a jerk. 2. Offer a backhanded compliment to balance out the racism. For example, I've said to an Indian friend, Well, if you're going to migrate to New Zealand and take Kiwi jobs, you may as well bring along some of those fantastic spices along with you. Number 3. Poke fun at your own people. Xenophobic comments about people of your own ethnicity are not racist. For example, many Kiwis of English descent do not like brash Americans, many of whom are also descendants of English settlers, especially not now with Trump as their president. Many Chinese Kiwis, descendants of the earlier Chinese settlers, were similarly wary of the newer wave of Asians in the 80s and 90s. In Singapore, many Chinese Singaporeans are wary of mainlanders. Our Sinophobia is well documented in places like the New York Times and the BBC. We don't like mainlanders from China coming in, not being able to speak English, taking Singaporean jobs, and behaving in the strange mainland Chinese ways. Let's face it, the best people to hate are your own people. Number 4. Practice being a jerk more. By practicing all three of the above points frequently, you may gain a reputation as a jerk, but not as a racist. And 5. Become a US President or Acting Prime Minister of New Zealand. You can get away with saying anything as a US President. Just look at Donald Trump. And of course, I have to mention our very own Winston Peters, who pretty much says anything and gets away with it because he's the acting prime minister. Anyway, I hope these tips help you master the art of being a jerk and avoid the racist label. Caution that previous advice is not professional medical advice. If racist symptoms persist, please consult your local health professional for further advice. Anyway, that's it from me. Catch you on the next episode. You've been listening to Sorry I'm Asian with Barnabas. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share.